March 12th, Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 20. The next evening, when the Sabbath ended, Mary Magdalene and Salome and Mary the mother of James went out and purchased burial spices to put on Jesus' body. Very early on Sunday morning, just at sunrise, they came to the tomb. On the way, they were discussing who would roll the stone away from the entrance to the tomb. But when they arrived, they looked up and saw that the stone, a very large one, had already been rolled aside. So they entered the tomb, and there on the right sat a young man clothed in a white robe. The women were startled. But the angel said, Do not be surprised. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He isn't here. He has been raised from the dead. Look, this is where they laid his body. Now go and give this message to his disciples, including Peter. Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there, just as he told you before he died. The women fled from the tomb, trembling and bewildered, saying nothing to anyone, because they were too frightened to talk. Then they reported all these instructions briefly to Peter and his companions. Afterward, Jesus himself sent them out from east to west with the sacred and unfailing message of salvation that gives eternal life. Amen. It was early on Sunday morning when Jesus rose from the dead, and the first person who saw him was Mary Magdalene, the woman from whom he had cast out seven demons. She went and found the disciples, who were grieving and weeping. But when she told them that Jesus was alive and she had seen him, they didn't believe her. Afterward, he appeared to two who were walking from Jerusalem into the country, but they didn't recognize him at first because he had changed his appearance. When they realized who he was, they rushed back to tell the others, but no one believed them. Still later he appeared to the eleven disciples as they were eating together. He rebuked them for their unbelief, their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And then he told them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone, everywhere. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name and they will speak new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety, and if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and heal them. When the Lord Jesus had finished talking with them, He was taken up into heaven and set down in the place of honor at God's right hand. And the disciples went everywhere and preached, and the Lord worked with them confirming what they said by many miraculous signs. I want to preach a message to you from my heart today, and I want you to look at your neighbor and say, Neighbor, neighbor. don't waste your angel. Don't waste your These are three things God has promised you. I'll hit them one by one. See, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared. There are all three right there. The first one is God promises to protect his people. And specifically, he says, I will guard you along the way. I was interested in that phrase because a lot of times God is guarding you from things in your life that you don't even know you need to be guarded from. 
You got a giant assignment? That's good. The greater the assignment, the greater the assistance. So now I can look back on several phases of my life where God was protecting me with what I thought was a problem. God says, I'll protect you. And the second one, He says, I will bring you to the place. If guard you along the way is God's promise to protect, bring you to the place is His promise to position. And one thing I've really come to believe is that God is good at getting me where He wants me, when He wants me. Often God positions you according to a higher priority than your preference, and it's called His purpose. God's promises are not automatic. They're optional. Joy is optional. Peace is optional. You can have it or you can leave it, but you have to take the step. Now God says, I've positioned you. I've protected you. I kept you alive. I brought you through it. The sea didn't sweep over you. The slave master didn't kill you with his whip. All I did was bring you out with the possession that you need to go into the place that I've prepared for you. Because it's not just the angels that God sends ahead of you that he uses to bless you. Those are wonderful. It's not just the yeses. Sometimes God uses the noes to lead you to a greater yes. He said, I'm going to leave some things. I'm going to leave some weaknesses in your life. Take it away. No, I'm going to work through it. No, I'm going to leave that weakness in your life, and your weakness is going to lead you to my strength. It's one thing to praise God for your protection, but it's another thing to praise Him for your promise. Stop expecting for God's deliverance to be sudden. The greatest gift God can give you is gradual change.